0: Welcome to Attack of the Queer Wolf. I'm Michael. I'm Mark. I'm Nay. And this week we are coming at you from hell. Ooh. We are literally in hell. Mm-hmm. Yay. Everyone, they were all right. <laughs> they were all correct. Here we are. It's cute in here. Yeah. It it's very cute. In it's here. very Bauhaus. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> our daddy, our uh, queer wolf daddy, is here. So that's all that matters. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I still need to name them. I yeah. What what what
1: I mean I've heard like Wolfie. Someone would be like, mm. you know, like uh, you know, I like your mascot, Wolfie. And I'm I like, like you know, sure. You know, W O L F Y or I E. I E.
0: Yeah. Went to, that's how I saw it in my brain. Nice
1: like Oh, we should give him the most generic gay, gay clone name possible. Blake. Derek. <laughs> <Blake>.
0: Wolfdefer, <laughs> <Wolf-tifer. laughs> So dumb.
1: Derek with a Y.
0: <laughs> it's Matt. M-H-A-T-T.
1: And he's a host at Pump. <laughs> and no, uh, we're fully committed tonight. Okay. Is anyone
0: else <laughs> noticing that, like, Santa Monica Boulevard and Robertson in West, West Hollywood is essentially like the Bravo row at this point. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Went and got ice cream mm-hmm. at Salt and Straw there uh-huh. recently, and it was the first time I'd been in the heart of West Hollywood in like a really long time. And Brian and I were just looking around like, it's changed...
2: What flavor did you get at Salt
0: and Straw? Oh, girl. I got (laughs) ice cream as big as my head. Nice. And I got double vanilla bean Mm. uh, and a scoop of the dark chocolate avocado on top of it. Amazing. It was amazing.
1: I just know that Salt and Straw has a chocolate brownie flavor that's good enough to make you kill your grandma.
0: Yeah. So I hadn't (laughs) been to that part of WeHo in the longest time. And I went to that salt and straw three times in five days. Okay. Yeah, and I had sense. that and I fucking killed my grandmother. All right, <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. R.I.P. Nana Kennedy.
2: <laughs> I like their lavender honey.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's good, too. All their mm-hmm. stuff's really good. What was that ice cream place by your house?
1: Imagine if we were actually in hell. <laughs> we,
0: were like, we were just sitting
1: ground. around, sitting around the Clive Barker version of hell, which is just like dusty and cobweb lane corridors, and it's just leather. like the Leviathan is in the corner, and we're just
3: hanging out, going like, "Oh my god, you know what the best salt and straw? It's, it's like the eagle.
0: I'm in it, a harness. If like, they're
3: right, and all the gays are going to hell, it's basically like 24 seven brunch, right? Like just flames god. everywhere." <laughs> Exactly. and
0: disclaimers like, ice cream
2: <laughs> gossip
3: hi producer Brennan oh yeah that's hi. me hello
2: hello It's gonna be
3: it's gonna be a weird time drag
2: brunch
1: <laughs> drag exactly, drag exactly. it would be an eternal drag brunch yeah oh, my um, Satan um, is
3: a drag character completely oh
4: definitely. those
3: horns mm. <laughs> mm.
1: just do a messy <laughs> bitch who lives on. for drama <laughs> yeah getting kicked out of hell oh, yeah heaven but I just
0: imagine <laughs> us like in Clive Barker's hell in leather mm-hmm But discussing ice cream with, and while eating it with those tiny little plastic spoons (laughs) spoons. (laughs) that don't melt in—that's right. Because in hell you can only get
1: a sample. Mm. That's it, like one a day. That's why it's hell. That's why it's hell.
0: (laughs) And then you're being asked, nay, um, if guys guys are asking you if they can have your Cheetos, (laughs) that's like your version (laughs) of hell. hell. Oh my Um, god. uh, Really uh,
2: asking anyone asking me if they can have any of my food, period, <laughs> is kind of my
1: hell. That I'm was like, like I'm not big on the sharing thing either. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no. I mean, Who walks up to someone
2: and is like, hey, can I have some of that?
1: No. I, no, you fucking can't. I listen, I find
0: that a completely <laughs> reasonable <stance>. Same. <laughs> Thank you. I don't mind like going out to <laughs> dinner like with the intention of it being like a shared no, that's thing. Yeah, there has to it, there has to
3: be premeditation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes, exactly.
2: I got to yeah. be prepared to share. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like
3: we're going to
1: tapas and it's like, "All right, yes, I am emotionally exactly. girding myself to exactly. not get enough of the thing that I like at yes. tonight." Yeah. That's you, fine. I'm exactly prepared. next time for that.
0: either of you see Brian, oh. ask him what I'm like. Oh when my it god. Comes to sharing
3: food. Oh boy. And then he holds up a finger with like eight a- stitches in <laughs> it. Like a- <laughs> like my teeth of feral <laughs> animal. It.
0: I I, do, I it's yeah, he likes to share. Okay. And like mm. if you offer him any food, he will say yes mm. every single time. You know people will politely okay, so be won't. like Do you wanna yeah, bite I, my sandwich? Right. And you're like, you they're, they're probably gonna say no. Brian'll right. be like, Sure. <laughs> Chomp. If you don't want it to Hi happen, honey, don't, don't, don't ask. kill me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to be less selfish in that way, but I just I haven't figured out how to do it.
0: Yeah. I grew up in a family with six siblings, two parents, so nine of us at a dinner table. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, I gotta say, it's guys, hell, hell isn't so bad. It's <laughs> fine. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's slow, but you know, it's like we're catching up. It's fine. I was, I was actually uh, when I got here. Um, I, Brenner and I were talking. We were like, when was the last time we had a hostless or a guestless <laughs> show? A hostless show. It's just <laughs> dead air. Just a, just a fucking hour of dead air. When
0: was the last time we did? I don't. Remember. I'll look it up. Hold on. Is it mm. Rebecca? No. no, no. It was one of the one of the listener request months, I think. Right? Oh, night oh, Night Warning. Night Warning. Yeah. Oh, Night, night warning. warning. That was a good one for us to do. <laughs> yeah. <without laughs> a guest,
1: I feel like every time we don't have a guest, we're not on good behavior, and this is like the episode just like the wheels come off, and like we just careen off the road into the woods. And here we are. So great. Yeah, speaking of, we have been talking tea about ice cream and yeah, I was just <laughs> gonna
0: say. So, tea time. Yes. Spell.
2: I wrote something so special.
0: Okay. I okay, fell great. into
2: this Instagram hole on this particular page called Dildo Nightmares. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> which, is which, which
2: so cur- fucking amazing.
1: Curiously, that was an alternate title for Hellraiser. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Makes. So I'm like, this is a pro, and. Like, all of you need to go to at Dildo Nightmares on Instagram and just look at the <laughs>
4: different
2: oh, things my they Lord. find. Michael's looking right now. I like
1: that we started with, like, movies and
0: TV shows, <laughs> and now it's just, like, oh my God, this, like horrifying, horrifying sex <laughs> well, Instagram. I was body, like, backwards. bent over backwards. I was going
2: to talk about watching Copycat for the first time in oh, a that's, long time that is that's a dumb nightmare
0: movie. Too. right
2: but then when we, uh, Michael was checking Mark's ass oh, hell no. for something earlier I know what? they're awful <laughs> what
0: the fuck am I looking it's like a, a face a... on a butt <laughs> is it a dildo oh. but like the nose is where like in the butt crack <laughs> oh, yes yeah, so they're okay. not
2: all like dildo okay. some of them are like r- half a real doll like maybe it's just like a oh, torso okay, so the, okay. I love
0: that the like the caption that the whoever posted this wrote just says I'm personally offended <laughs> <laughs> by this.
1: <that. Yeah. laughs> It's like it's a it's, great. Instagram. It's not sex positive. It's not sex negative. It's, it's like just, sex.
2: It's just like we found this thing. You have to look at this.
1: Right
0: now, yeah. this I'm is here. Now this is okay, your. This is <laughs> yeah. it's a big dildo sticking out of a pumpkin. That's oh. <laughs> okay. super cute.
2: On brand for oh.
3: us. I'll say. Like in a couple months, our tea times are just going to be. I saw a bird today. <laughs> <laughs> I could go on about that.
1: Uh, so that's oh,
2: what. He's hot. I oh. did.
1: <laughs> I think we lost Michael. Yeah. The episode. <laughs>
2: Michael, give me my phone back. Okay, you got
1: it. <laughs> Mark, what about you? Uh, I went to see Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. <gasps> oh, you yeah. did? You went to see it. I did. Is it still playing? It is. Oh. Okay. And I wanted to see it on a big screen. And it's. I'm literally <laughs> competing with Dildo Nightmares. Yeah, I'm listening. Now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yes. <laughs> for, for, I uh,
3: never listen, thought you'd say that. Listen, I,
0: and you were losing
3: all my life.
1: I have competed.
4: <laughs> <in the laughs>
1: dildo nightmares. Um, I
0: always lose to the <laughs> dildo nightmare.
1: Um, uh, Spider-Man into the spider verse is, uh, you know, I was prepared to just be like, okay, it's a really great cartoon. Like people had been waxing, like ec- ecstatic about it for like so long. And I was so behind and um, it was, like, it's just kind of magical. It's just... Won the Oscar, right? Yeah. It's gorgeous, first of all. And it manages to cover so many bases that most superhero movies don't ever come near because it's, like, clearly the live-action ones are terrified of, uh, of, of being too, um, quote-unquote, for lack of a better term, out of the box in terms of how they approach classic IP. And this movie is utterly bananas and heartfelt and i mean it it manages to cover everything from brooklyn gentrification to being biracial to having spider pigs john mulaney as <laughs> uh, spider pig it's he's
0: cute it, it's just
1: oh he's fantastic uh it's it is a movie that is insane and wonderful and like oh, that's great. so well written and mm-hmm. so well performed and it, it's the animation is mind boggling and
0: am glad inspired. you said performed because people underestimate how hard voice the voice, the is. voice performances
1: are like to a T like it's fabulous. hard work. Yeah. yeah. Like, and yeah, I, I just literally, I'm, I am at the very end of, of the line in terms of like, <laughs> like the, the last person in America to see it. I haven't but seen it either.
3: Have you seen it No, Brennan? I have. Yeah, no, it's it's so rare to see a movie that's so like luscious and experimental in its animation because it's really (laughs) copying like those like dot matrix comic book printing, Um, but also actually like has a good story and characters you relate to, and yeah, Miles Morales Spider Man is wonderful. The the Wonderful. Prince of the World.
1: Yes. <laughs> I enjoyed it more than I ever have any other live action Spider Man movie. Oh for sure, oh, cool. And uh it, it has animation in a movie, man. T- the end yeah, you guys you, you have to see it on a big screen before you it disappears seriously. It. Make make the time okay. because the by the end, the animation is downright psychedelic. It's, it's mm, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's trippy, isn't mm. It's utterly that sounds awesome. trippy. It is I don't know. I just I can't recommend it enough. I love it.
0: Um, before we get in La Lona, the, I can't even say a corner for Brennan. Uh-huh. Um, I have been laughing at straight people this week for two reasons <laughs> this week, mm-hmm. especially this week. One, I was loving all the straight people being obsessed with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's performance and all the goss that they were giving each other about whether or not they were sleeping with each other. And I'm like, oh straight people are so adorable. <laughs> um, so that was like tickling my funny bone this week. But the other thing that has like been, I've been like in riotous for like two straight weeks about <laughs> is the promotional campaign for ABC's Whiskey Cavalier. Stop. <laughs> I like can't get enough of it. It is so hilarious. Its tagline is Danger Just Got Fun. I haven't watched it. Oh Never will. I just love it so much because the ads are hilarious. Just everything about it is so funny. Like my favorite was during the Oscars. Mm -hmm. They must have showed commercials for it like every twelve seconds. Endless commercials. And it would be like this my favorite was the quote that they doing was the season's cool new show. For some reason, that was just killing me, because I just, like, imagine it being, like, 75, my, like, 75-year-old aunt being, like, they're totally right. It is the season's cool new show.
1: <laughs> I found the ads, I almost started to find the ads kind of charming, because it seemed like yeah. the leads, it seemed like the leads new. Yeah, they yeah. look, and they're delivering their punchlines, like, they're like, yeah, we're doing this show. Yeah. Like, we're we're sexy, sexy, sexy spies, like ABC's. And, we're, and we're pretending to not like each other, even though we're gonna. Bowl. I mean, it's, moon, <laughs> it's like
0: moonlighting by way of the CIA. Yeah, you know. But I just kind of love that ABC's ads for it too are like kind of a wink mm-hmm. because they're totally like they're, they're leaning
1: like, into the hokey.
0: They're of, leaning yeah. into the hokey, and they're also like there's no if ands or buts about it, they're literally trying to sell it. Like it's a Grey's anatomy type show. Like the ads are using the same exact music from Grey's anatomy that were like promos for that show. Like three years ago, they're setting up the characters the exact same way like the sex, everything. I'm just like, this is great. shows up and cries. Yeah. Like Patrick Dempsey. Like <laughs> yeah. the guy is probably called mix CIA. Like <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know. It's cycled called my funny bun all week. Listen. And on the way here, I kept seeing bus stops with their two mm. faces. And I like <laughs> was laughing. Cause I'm just like, they're selling the sex and they look like brother and sister. That so, would be quite. a That twist. would be amazing.
2: Right. That y'all would be on twenty three that, <laughs> okay. that,
0: that
1: would be fascinating. Where you are like, Oh, they're spies. Yeah, okay. They're attracted to.
0: They're what? what? They're
1: siblings. But, well, I guess I have to watch
0: now. Scott Foley's a tra- tasty dish, and Lauren Cohen. She's she's getting that bank finally. Listen, so you good know, for her. She survived Walking Dead for a long she ass was time. Like, Fuck you! Well, you're not going to give me my money. I'll go get it elsewhere. Yeah, and Scott Foley has
3: looked 25 since he started working in 1860. Oh, yeah. He's been around forever.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. He looks him. so great. No, there's a portrait There is
3: a portrait of him full of worms
1: in his attic. Like, that's bizarre. <laughs> yeah.
0: He actually tied – that would tie into today's movie. True. What if he was? Scary things in an attic? Scott Foley was the real life Frank.
1: hi I, Hey.
2: <laughs> All these hints about – what, what we're, we're talking, talking about? Okay. No, I think the cat's
0: out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. Clive <laughs> like Barker's
2: hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: What about you, Brennan? Uh,
3: okay, so my one La Llorona pick for the day. I can't say that word. I'm <laughs> really sorry. I love La Llorona <laughs> Corner. Um, it's from 2006. It's called The Whaler, aka La Llorona. <laughs> 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 Honestly, um, I go. this one. <laughs> wasn't very good but oh, shocking it was very much in my wheelhouse because it was a straight-up cabin in the woods slasher
4: movie oh, oh cool I love that
3: yeah about La Yorona.
2: oh that actually sounds so good
3: yeah uh, um, the, the the kills are very weak mm. because they clearly couldn't afford to make really very much gore so it's like you see a shadow of a woman and then it cuts them covered in blood and you're like I'm sure something happened. It must have been scary. <laughs> oh. Um but the thing is, um there there's one really good scene involving a bathtub where her face gets like pressed up against a shower curtain, which is pretty cool. Mm. Um Ugh, also God. she Yeah. She slashes people with these that's, really I that's
1: really actually yeah, we should pause for a second there because I think I don't wanna run that run by that. <laughs> okay. That's so disgusting.
2: <laughs> For real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to have It's bad enough that you have to touch it, to pull right. it and push yeah. it, but, but to have right. your face.
2: My fucking face? No,
3: absolutely <laughs> not. Wow. Ugh. Ugh. Um, um, yeah, no, that's gross. <laughs> um she also but she also she <laughs> slashes people up with these five long like freddy krueger fingers
4: Oh yeah, which oh. is
3: not part of the folklore they have, but no i, I don't, don't they recall hurt. that okay. do they
4: modern, have anything on
3: them or they just no they're just really sharp
2: this is oh. modern la llorona with the with the like stiletto acrylics Ooh, Ooh I, love I love that that's hot mm.
3: and she also that me nice. <laughs> 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 You know, it, it's one of those, it's, it's a cabin in the woods movie. There's three guys and there's three girls, mm. but the guys are shirtless for like the entire movie. That's and great. there's like a five minute scene of them like frolicking around in this river full of waterfalls. And it's very, <laughs> call me by your name, oh,
1: Like a room with a view.
3: Yeah. Oh. Um, and also, their except with by by La Llorona. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but there's this one guy, um, he wear, it's 2006. So he's wearing this black sweatband around his arm about half an inch from his elbow the entire movie. It's over the course of, like, a whole weekend. He has, like, three different wardrobe changes, including taking his shirt off to go swimming. The sweatband is there.
2: With, like, a Live Strong bracelet. Wait, what year?
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's, that's totally...
4: <laughs>
3: but I just... I feel like if you took the sweatband off, his arm would just fall off.
4: Maybe. Like,
3: I it was... Disturbing. Yeah, speaking of like really moldy just mildew situations. No, the shower curtain. Um <sighs> what else? There's one more thing. <laughs> I lost it. Okay. Um it just <laughs> it wasn't great. But there were those interesting elements mm-hmm. and you know, a movie with a lot of shirtless men I will watch. So yeah, hey, I can yeah. deal with it. Sure. Well,
1: you know, that you know, there's at least thing. seventy Three more Lyorona
3: movies. <laughs> oh, um, I'm I'm almost halfway through. I have like nine left. It's oh. very exciting.
0: Well um, you'll have a tenth in April because there's an actual right. Right. Yeah, yeah. theatrical one coming out.
3: Yes. Um but, making her long awaited return. <laughs> but, well, hey, <laughs> there's been some great movies. And some not great movies. Just yeah. like about any topic. Exactly. Yeah. Um but speaking of, I actually have a letter from a listener that I'd like to share Ooh, really quick cute. if that's okay. Yeah. Mailbag. I know. <laughs> That we, we should clip that out and There's that'll only be our intro letter. every time. Yeah. There's only one letter in it.
4: Well well yeah. Of
3: course. <laughs> it's more it's like a plastic sandwich. Bag. Yeah. Mail tray. Someone's yeah. underwear. Yeah. Um and so into it. Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a bit it's pudding. a bit of a long letter so i'll try to get through it pretty fast and i took out some of the parts that were just in praise of us like thank you but um, I
1: god that. damn it i, I need <laughs> i need positive reinforcement right i, like, no, I, I need it i
3: feel week. like
2: shit today can you read that no uh, I'm it's kidding. a long letter all
3: right, um, all right. anyway so the guy who sent it in his name is jeremy grace and he is a fourth year film student and disability advocate um hi
0: jeremy Hello, yeah jeremy. hi thank hey. you so much
3: um, yeah, he was born with cerebral palsy, which impacts his mobility, so he uses a walker to get around. But he's also like a huge horror fan and a member of the LGBT community, so this is what he says. He says, I've been thinking about disabled representation in horror recently and how there isn't much of it. Ones that come to mind are like Franklin in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Mark in Friday the 13th Part 2. Mm-hmm. They're shown as whiny and insufferable and therefore marked for death. Brennan cutting in editor's note, I disagree that Mark is whiny. He is very hot and beautiful and... <laughs> I love him. Anyway, back to the letter as a disabled person. I never identified with these characters. Recently, there has been better representation within the genre of films like hush in a quiet place. Both of those films are displaying strong, independent disabled characters who are capable of fighting against the monster, but not many positive portrayals other than that come to mind. Funnily enough, One character I did identify with was the blind man in Don't Breathe. I know he's the villain, but seeing a disabled character who is capable of owning and mastering the environment around him and who was also able to hold his own against an able-bodied opponent without being easily defeated was something I found really cool. There's not a lot of that in horror. yeah. Yeah. So for me, despite him being the antagonist, I was able to identify with certain elements of the character. My hope is to one day see a horror film with a physically disabled character where they're not annoying or marked for death or the villains, but capable of battling the monster without help while also being able to generate empathy from the audience. It's a question I've been pondering for a while, so I thought I'd reach out and ask if you guys can think of any notable or positive depictions of physically disabled people within horror cinema. I do love to listen to you, so maybe you have some thoughts. Oh, wow.
4: Hmm.
2: The first person that came to mind was... Um uh, the, the doctor on the walking dead after he has to cut his leg off. Herschel. Mm. Herschel yeah. Mm-hmm. And everyone kind of helps like, he's not just an afterthought and it's not like, well, Herschel's automatically dead because he can't run with the rest of us. I don't know. That's the first
3: person. No, that's a good one. And the one that rose to mind immediately for me was uh Fiona Dorov's character in curse and Cult of Chucky. Yes. She's a paraplegic. She's in, a I was trying child. to
0: remember her oh, name. Okay. Especially, um, to go back to Herschel. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I was going to add to what Nate was saying, just the fact that like he took this, what happened to him and like ended up finding something that he was like even better at in the process on the show, um, which was essentially caring for everybody. And didn't they put, didn't they have him start almost acting? Maybe I'm misremembering because I stopped watching the show, but his character after that started almost acting like, was he like almost like the in-house doctor at that Definitely. point still? And you know, like,
2: yeah. And I like, literally forgot that he's a vet. Yeah. Until you just said he, and he began, I'm like, oh yeah, he's not even a doctor. <laughs> yeah. But yeah he's, yeah, he's a veterinarian. Yeah.
0: So that's pretty cool. It's a good question. I almost would like to have the time to think about it and I mean, discuss I'd, it. The one that comes to mind is uh, is Mike Flanagan's Hush.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she's pretty badass. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> she's amazing. She's, so good. It's a great movie. Yeah. It's a uh, it's really, nice. really effective movie, and, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, that's all I got to yeah. say. I yeah, mean, yeah, that's well. the one that, like, the, I mean, I, certainly there's more, but. Y'all yeah, tweet
2: um, us. Tweet us with your characters. Yes, please do. So we can, we yeah. can retweet it, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, tweet us with your favorite characters, and then also um, we'll have to pick one of those films that you tweet at yeah. us. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, like. I can't.
3: I can only speak for myself. But like, as an able-bodied person, this isn't like a topic that I feel like I can approach with like a level of I don't know. I don't know worthiness or. Uh, I, I, the words are not coming. Authority. Yeah, authority. I don't. I don't have an authority on this, but I would love to hear from people. Yeah, and yeah. I'd also like to say, like, literally. I mean, Ash in Army of Darkness has one arm, and he kills uh, everyone in that movie. I mean,
0: <laughs> hello. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good question to pose and it's a really good conversation starter. Um, you know, it's, it's a topic we haven't brought up here at all. I don't think. Um, so was it Jeremy? Uh, That's yeah. The name? yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for your letter. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah. Sure.
3: Yeah. And if anybody else wants to send in letters, we'll, we'll take them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, uh, Fiona Dorf's character in those two Chucky films are pretty great. Yeah, Nika is her Nika. Name. Yeah. Um, and she's the final girl. Yeah, she is. And curse.
3: Spoiler yeah. alert. No comment on the other one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she's great in both of those movies. Yeah. Both of those movies are great. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, there's other ones like um, Los, Ojes, Los Ojos de Julia, um, the one that Guillermo del Toro produced. Okay. Um, it's about a woman who's slowly going blind and kind of discovering this weird world of shadow men who want to murder her. <laughs> What's um, that
0: wonderful one? Movie from the sixties with like, Wait Until Dark. Is that it? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. With Audrey Hepburn. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Film.
4: Oh, amazing. Yes. Film. And
1: then there's also uh, that episode of Night Gallery with Joan Crawford that Steven Spielberg directed. Oh, yeah. And she plays a really rich, really rich lady who um, is uh, vision impaired, and she wants to see, and she's unfortunately too proud to follow the doctor's orders, and crazy things happen.
4: Ooh. That's a
1: good
0: one. I'd really like to do research on like a queer horror film. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: I mean, like intersectionality in terms of horror can be very difficult sometimes,
0: but I'm sure there's something out there. Yeah. Cool. Get at awesome. us. Awesome.
2: Thank you. Please. Yes. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Jeremy. All right. So mm-hmm. that said, we're in hell. <laughs> we're in Clive Barker's hell because we're here. To discuss Hellraiser. His name is Clive Barker. Hellraiser. Beyond
4: any terror you have imagined, unlike anything you have witnessed, within these walls, the unholy is unleashed.
0: <laughs> That's that? I love the music in the background. It reminded me of like fifties drive-in trailers. <laughs> it's the score is fabulous.
4: Yeah.
0: Oh <laughs> God. I love this movie. <laughs> yeah. So I know we've kind of like, don't do shady summaries too much, but does anyone yeah. want to weigh in there at all? I mean, I had one, but it's not shady. Yeah. I mean, I have uh, I have a one sentence summary as well. Go uh, for it. Mine is uh, what I did for Dick. Oh my god, ah, uh, mine crazy. is very similar. Mine is the dick so good you kill for it. Yeah, yeah. you know.
1: And I was going to kind of—I don't know if there's any chorus line fans here, but I was are, like, are "You gonna sing again?" Well, I was trying <laughs> about to figure out like, what, <laughs> well, it was like, what, what would the lyrics be? But you know, all I came, I, all I could come up with was like, kiss your soul goodbye, <laughs> and point me toward that good dick," and. Like, <laughs> And it's just Julia singing about what she did oh, for Dick. Mm. Julia. Julia.
0: Oh. Bad yeah. bitch.
2: Literally all I wrote was wow the things one does for good dick.
0: Oh mm. see? Yeah. Okay. So- I kept um, making note of her purple eyeshadow.
2: Oh, Lord. She has some looks.
1: Uh, she has some looks. <laughs> oh, her,
0: her like man trap
1: at the bar look. <laughs> yes. Uh, if I had an ounce of bravery, I would replicate that for Halloween, but I just can't pull off orange. Uh, her
0: freshly oh, fucked
1: hair look. Okay. Like
0: where it looks like she put like mousse just on the sides. Right. I'm like, I get it. No. Yeah but, no she looks like the Memorex guy like she just got, like, <laughs> it's
1: fucking fantastic
0: I was like maybe it's his cum. anyway right um, Jesus. <laughs> I thought that as well yeah good decom
2: nothing would surprise me you guys honey. both watched the movie going you know what
0: good decom that could good be jizz. No. <laughs> it'll hold that win from that oh. anyway um all right i mean everybody knows Hellraiser was written and directed by Clive Barker based on his novel, The Hellbound Heart. And the other most, uh, to me, the other very important part of the crew to bring up is score by Christopher Young. Mm. And I know, Mark, you wanted to play a few beats of an unused score, correct? Well,
1: yeah. See what I find fascinating about this movie is that the score is, I think the score, and I love the movie as is, but I think the score elevates it I exc- exc- into a different galaxy because it creates a kind of, it, it makes capital R romance out of the story, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I, Clive Barker's original, uh, he was, he loved the band coil, which is sort of an industrial, Band, and you know, we can play. Like, can you, uh, Brandon, can you pull up the um, coil unused Hellraiser theme? Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I'll skip to a little bit.
4: <laughs>
1: I mean, no disrespect, but
4: compared to.
1: Do this. No, but Christopher Waltz. Uh, Christopher. Christopher Waltz. Christopher Waltz of *Inglorious Bastards*. No, <laughs> Christopher Young opening the movie with a waltz yeah. is so. It's so inspired, and it's so. It's such a counterpoint to how utterly gory and nasty the movie is. That <laughs> it's what creates the tension mm-hmm. of, of just right off the bat in *Hellraiser*. That you your, your entry into the movie is romantic right. and grand and kind of fantastical. And then it drags you into this completely opposite direction that is utterly fucking depraved. And <laughs> it is, and but at the
0: same time, fantastic. it's, it's still a love story. Oh my you God. Know? So the music through. goes along perfectly. And my thought again, and I know I've brought this up before, but like the eighties were just in even the nineties and maybe the late seventies, like, horror films loved a long title sequence with an amazing piece of music to start off the movie Mm -hmm. and watching, I haven't seen this since college. So watching it as like a full fledged adult, the music means more to me now than it did then. And granted there's scores to me that were like, like scream is a good example and jaws and Halloween are scores that you hear the first time and they immediately register in your head and they stay there. Mm -hmm. But as a, as, as a young adult, I don't remember the score much, but like, 30 seconds into this movie, you hear the music and it's just literally a black screen with white title cards. And you're like, I'm fucking in. Yeah. You know, like it sets the mood perfectly. And the music Brennan just played in a way we only heard maybe what? 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just got immediately got, I was like, Oh, this is kind of like a play on nightmare. On Elm Street." It's ambient. It's ponderous. And it has its place. It sounds like nightmare on Elm street, but f- film, and which is also Christopher young,
1: right? He did part two. He did part two, yes. right? Okay. I, you know, I'm not sure that uh, that Hellraiser would. I think it would be lauded for the visuals and the phenomenal story, and you know, just the, the care that Clive Barker put into it. But I don't know that it would have reached the heights that it did without Christopher Young's score. Well,
0: and I think yeah, you're right because it's when you look at it visually, it's. There's not a big scope. I mean, the set pieces are amazing and mm-hmm. it's gorgeous and it's beautiful, but it's essentially like a few locations. It's, it's and a house. The score makes it feel epic. like a monstrous film. Yeah. Like a huge film. No, so. that it,
1: the, the score really, the, the score really uh, underscores the, <laughs> the <laughs> completely epic themes of the movie. Yeah. And
0: I don't know. That's, yeah. It's very, it's like such a, it's a grand movie. But if you do take that music away, the the scale is completely gone. Yeah. What do you think, May?
2: I think it's a fucking disgusting movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love it. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: Um, Frank Reborn, it's just like, Jesus the start of that Christ. is so fucking awesome. Fabulous.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. Fabulous.
0: We get a D shot. Too. How many, uh, you'd seen it before. <sighs> yes,
2: I watched it for the first time. I think I, oof, I was, I, th- I might've just become a teenager. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, it was just early. It like two weeks ago. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I was remembering when I was rewatching it now how terrified I was that I was going to go to hell. Uh, okay. I was like, there is no way that I'm a good Christian girl if I'm trying my damnedest to watch this movie. Like, I, you know, right. I wait. It was like, <laughs> okay, mom's at work. Okay, you know, all these things. And it freaked me the fuck out. Obviously, I'd never seen anything like that. And I think it's, it's – still freaks me the fuck out when oh. I watch it. Yeah. It's, it's so
0: like dirty. It's, <laughs> titillating
1: those yeah. dirty. it's a like, really dirty movie. Do it, I have a scary boner? Well, I think, <laughs> it's <laughs> Clive Barker's <laughs> scary. Scary. Boner. Um, I mean, to me, I mean, it's certainly in the eighties. It also feels like one of the first pop horror films that's post religion in a way that it combines Ooh, elements of it. like Judeo Christian, uh, uh, iconography and Buddhism in equal measure, uh, while also mixing in like the, the decades quote unquote most obvious threat to religion, the gays. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and and I don't know. It's interesting. I always thought of it because it includes hell. Um, I always thought of it as as kind of like a. F- masturbatory fever dream of the Christian, right? You know, sort of in Clive Barker, sort of satirizing. Yes. That 100% but watching it for the hundredth time, uh, this week, this week, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, I love this movie so much. Um, I, I found it. I was like, Oh, this is much more of a Buddhist horror film in a lot of ways. He's including an idea of hell, but certainly not the, the, the biblical version of hell that we've come to be taught for many of us have come to be taught. I, you know, in in Buddhism, you know they teach uh, uh, that all, all suffering is a result of, and I'm misquoting, but all suffering is a result of the pursuit of pleasure. And uh, Frank and Julia are definitely in a singular quest to seek pleasure, and it right. all it Max, does is yeah, and yeah. unleashes and to unleash suffering everywhere. Like it's interesting to compare Hellbound Heart to the movie in that. When Frank, in the movie, talks to Julia about, like, you know, this is the box, which they call in the movie La- the Lament Configuration, whereas in the novel it's called – or the novella is called um, Le Marchand's Box. But, uh, you know, he goes, like, I was seeking out pleasure or pain, I didn't care which. In Hellbound Heart, he's definitely seeking out pleasure, like, mm-hmm. levels of pleasure that are, like, untold. And did you guys – has has anybody read the novella? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Do you want to know? So, what yes. I what I find fascinating <laughs> in – is that the movie sort of glides past this but in the novella the Cenobites ask Frank for consent. Hmm. Oh, interesting. (laughs) When they appear when he finally figures out uh, you know, he unlocks the box and they appear um, you know, they literally say to him like, you know, will you do you want to come with us? And they're like your most treasured depravity is child's play beside the experiences that we offer. Will (laughs) Um, you partake of them? And Frank is like, uh, uh, and he's, and they, they just, they ask for permission. So if he had
0: said no, they would be like, bye. Maybe. I don't know. We'll never know because yeah. Frank, Frank is like, says, yep.
1: Frank says, show me. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to read to you just a little bit of yes. like what? Okay. They needed no further invitation to raise the curtain. He heard the door creak as it was opened and turned to see that the world beyond the threshold had disappeared to be replaced by the same panic-filled darkness from which the members of the Order had stepped. He looked back towards the Cenobites, seeking some explanation for this, but they disappeared. Their passing had not gone unrecorded, however. They'd taken the flowers with them, leaving only bare boards, and on the wall the offerings he had assembled were blackening as if in the heat of some fierce but invisible flame. He smelled the bitterness of their consumption. It pricked his nostrils so acutely he was certain they would bleed. But the smell of burning was only the beginning. No sooner had he registered it than half a dozen other scents filled his head perfumes he had scarcely noticed until now were suddenly overpoweringly strong. The lingering scent of filch blossoms, the smell of paint on the ceiling, and the sap in the wood beneath his feet all filled his head. He put a hand to his mouth and nose to stop the onslaught of overcoming him, but the stench of perspiration on his fingers made him giddy. He might have been driven to nausea had there not been the fresh sensations flooding his system from each nerve ending and taste bud. Basically, the beginning of his experience with the Cenobites is every single sense going into fucking overdrive and what's terrifying is that by the end of the chapter when all of it just goes away and he thinks for two seconds oh I'm dead I don't exist anymore that's when uh, essentially the engineer who's like the head Cenobite Shows up and she's like, oh, you've woken up. Now we can begin. And it's like, <laughs> oh, fuck. So what I find fascinating is that in the movie, you know, it's just like he's like, whoa, I unlocked the box. And then it's like, surprise, hooks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. and, and it's just like, here you go. You go to hell. In the, in the novella, we asked, they, uh, there's consent. Um, also, both novella and film, Kirsty is not, uh, they don't ask Kirsty for consent. Hmm. Um, when she unlocks, and I'm just sort of like, I found the inclusion of consent in the novella fascinating. Does anyone have any thoughts about why Kirsty doesn't get that? Or
4: I don't know.
0: <laughs> I know it's like, I mean, it's almost because you want to. I mean, it's the quick answer because well, is a woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, maybe you know.
1: I mean, uh, maybe they have. Maybe they have a little, a little more of a a, a yen for. A young, a young gal like Kirsty. I don't know. And they were like Frank. They were like, oh, Frank. Okay, well.
0: You wanna? Know? You really?
1: <laughs> I mean.
2: Oh, Frank.
1: Frank's a dish, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. Frank? Did you know that original sex scene between her, him and Julia included spanking and anal sex? Yes,
2: I was reading about that. Yeah. I'm so sad all that had Can to Can you get imagine? Cut. Just like it?
1: Julia's just getting it on, in the butt <laughs> oh, on her so wedding ridiculous.
0: dress. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> <opened laughs> she strapped one of those she- dildo nightmares on
2: and Yo. gave it to him. Right. <gasps> the
0: one with the face on it. Yeah. Well, I, is, I
2: don't think Frank's dildo a switch, nightmares. though. You don't? <laughs> no. I, think I really don't.
3: After he opens the box, he probably is. Well.
2: Maybe.
3: They make you be a switch, I guess. It's
1: like, right. Yeah. You're
2: doing whatever they say, basically. But I <laughs> don't <laughs> know it's- drink on his own. Julia, the way I feel like the way Julia would just love to just like lay back on the bed. I'm like, you're a little pillow princess bottom. Uh And you ain't never been fucked like this before. You don't make yourself come very well. Uh -uh. So you are like hooked on this man. I feel really bad. I just Boulder, love that moment when women.
1: when Julia opens the door in that flashback and she sees Frank. She has this sort of like glazed look, like she's a children's show host, like
0: she's just like <laughs> hello, oh hi,
1: <laughs> oh you're
0: <laughs> Frank, hi. <laughs>
2: Yo, those flashbacks be fucking her up. Like
0: he literally. <laughs> oh, they're amazing. Though. I love that. Like they felt the need to like give her a different hairdo. Yeah, it was like Weird Al, <laughs> and like, like she can keep the same hair. It wasn't that long ago. I, like, I've done more Richard Simmons. <laughs>
1: Because <laughs> it was rich red, <laughs> and, anyway. But you know, definitely Love that she got fucked on her wedding dress, though. I mean, you know that. I think that's why Hellraiser always really resonated with me is the idea that it was it treated sex not as a means for the monster to come get you, but rather sex played its own role. There's an elegance to the way sex is handled in the Hellraiser universe, at least, well, at least in the first film. Uh, because it feels like sex doesn't really have as much when in part three, it kind of does.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: but it, it's so visceral and it's such a motivating
0: factor. I actually named my thought during the movie was that Frank was Polly. I actually like was watching it and I go he 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 will have sex with oh. anyone he finds attractive. He is definitely a queer character even though they're not <laughs> saying it. Um, we are not
2: saying poly people just want to have sex. But, you know, yeah, yeah but you know what I mean. Like,
0: um, I guess, yeah, I put that poorly. Yeah, but, but if he yeah. wasn't
2: poly, he needed to be. Yeah. Because maybe I cheating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. you know, Frank is an Eve figure, right? I mean, Frank is the one who's like, I'm going to pick the fruit from the tree of knowledge kind of thing. And, you know, knowing full well that he's going to unleash terrible, terribleness in pursuit of pleasure. But – what I love also, again, about Hellraiser is that it feels like there's no innocent victims in Hellraiser. Like, it's such a cynical movie about the characters that I have, where, like, Frank is not a victim. No. At all. Julia is definitely not a victim. No. Even Kirsty. Uh, Kirsty, who's like, who seems like the doofiest girl alive <laughs> at the top. She's like, hi daddy. Like, whatever. Like, I'm just like bopping around, you know? And like, Oh, that weird
0: dinner scene with chip or whatever. What's <laughs> his name? Where he's like, so lie down. I'm like, "Ew, God. Yeah. But there's also an aspect like Julia is not an innocent victim, but I, I was kind of rooting for her every single time. Cause I'm like, these guys are dicks. Like they're pigs. Like the first guy she brings home, um, you know, it was like, this is what you brought me here for, isn't it? So let's God. get on with it. You change right. your fucking mind. I'm like, kill him.
3: Yes, kill that motherfucker.
0: And then the second guy well, essentially alludes. I like, love that we're like, the
1: guy was expecting sex. We're like, we hate you. Yeah, <laughs> like
0: him. Well, I mean, kill it, it's one like, one thing but to, to say ex- it. Yeah. There's one thing to expect yeah. sex. And then when you're not. Getting what you expect instead of just walking away and be fine with it. He's kind of just like, fuck you. Like, give me what I came here for. Of course. And I'm like, okay, you're here to die, bitch. Yeah. It's and like, then, you
1: brought me to your scary sex murder addict. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: I'm going to sex murder you. You're getting what you want. <laughs> and then, man bait number two, like, he alludes to the fact, and this is the way I read it, when he's walking up the stairs and he just like casually is like, I like to be careful, as if like saying, like, she's some like like there's something uncouth about her because she dares to be sexual. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. by her bringing him home, he's like essentially quote unquote, like calling her dirty where it's like, he's involved in this process too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, kill him, <laughs> kill that fucker. Like he's totally shaming her in that one little line. Well, it's um, interesting
1: because the more Julia, the first time Julia brings a snack home for Frank, <laughs> you know she's
0: terrified. A little Debbie, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> <And> that, <laughs> <Postmates>. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> but like the
1: but it, the, that montage eventually, you know, where it seems like she, I'm like, oh shit, six, seven, eight, I don't know how right. many how many randos she's brought home from that airport bar. Like she <laughs> oh, starts great. to look like she's like she's like oh, these guys are so gross. Who gives a shit? I'm you know I. I love how unrepentantly awful Julia is. It's pretty great. She's so, there's like, there's no redeeming qualities to Julia. Not really.
0: (laughs) Well, like the last guy is like, I get lonely. And she's like, don't we all. (laughs) She's like, here, honey.
1: (laughs) I mean, I I take it back. It's not, it's not that there's no redeeming qualities. I think that it takes a certain level of love well, I mean, she says, and For her to, for I'll do her- anything you want. Yeah. You know? And I mean, that's, I ain't
2: never felt like that. Okay. Right? Right? Like, yeah.
1: Like I need mm-hmm. you to bring home Rando business. I need
0: skin. Yeah. Bring me home skin that's... and blood. But there, um, while I was watching it too, I, I was kind of thinking there's like a cool version of this story too, where it's like vigilante Julia that they could do. If like there was ever a okay. remake, I kept like in my head I was like, this is how I'd pitch it. Julia is actually like this amazing, like badass who's taking out problematic people. <laughs> and like the spin on it would be that she's like not actually doing it for Frank. She's doing it for herself
4: <laughs> and, so, uh,
0: you know, and like humanity. Um, and so like, I kind of love her for those little moments in the, in this movie, because you kind of like, I mean, yeah, murder's bad, but at the same time, it's like, is anyone going to miss this rapist? Like, you know what I mean? Like. It could be a crossover with teeth. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, maybe that's where nice. she Dawn is going at the end. She's oh. going to Julia. So Dawn and Julia. Hair salon <laughs> they and team get, up film and Louise style uh, to go. Right. She, Julia works at a hair salon. She goes there. She says, give me the Chucky. And then she gets yep. the Chucky. Um, there you go. Okay. Is this our flashback episode? I I'm just know. combining as many Let's of our episodes like, as we can. <laughs> it's grab bag. Um, um, but speaking of the score from earlier, I wish I would have, I meant to tell you to grab this. I love Julia, 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 Julia. Did you notice that? Like, have you noticed that? So I watched it with headphones on.
1: Oh, see, I did not. And
0: every time Julia goes near that attic, oh, really? you hear Julia, Julia, Oh, eventually. and it sounds like it's accompanied by the music. So I took it as like actually part of the score. I didn't grant it. She's hearing that. it too. It is so amazing. And it happens every single time she goes in the attic. Oh. And as the movie progresses, <clears throat> it happens every single time she brings a guy home. Um, wow. Okay. So
3: I I can, I can
0: try and find that. Yeah. If you can maybe find yeah, it really quick, see. but it's almost like, I took it as the first few times that it's, it's her hearing this. And then after Frank reemerges, after he's re his body's starting to be reformed, Mm -hmm. I take it as she's hearing this from Frank. And then by the end of the movie, I feel like she's hearing it from either pinhead or the Cenobites or hell. Mm -hmm. So it's a really cool, like progression that obviously, like, I don't think you, you clearly don't hear. Interesting. Unless you have like headphones in and you're blaring the movie. So it's really subtle. So check it out next time you're watching it.
2: I watch everything with captions on, so I, I was I, that, did, I did, couldn't, I didn't hear it. No, but I, I read it.
0: Oh, it did play yeah. out. Oh, great. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts on that, or were you just kind of like this? Like, I, I really enjoyed it, a because it's just a cool like, yeah, thing. But it progresses with the movie when you hear it.
2: Yeah, I don't think I. Know, yeah, I definitely didn't notice that. Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna mm. go
3: find
0: it, but it sounds great. <laughs> yeah. I, I
1: want to talk about the Cenobites a little bit because they're clearly based on, in terms of the way they're designed by Clyde Barker, like in BDSM looks that we see in the works of like Maplethorpe or Wiggler, uh, you know, clearly coded. <laughs> i never heard that name before. Jim Wiggler. Uh, yeah, he's a great photographer. Um, clearly coded as a queer menace that can disrupt the family structure. Um, and, you know, for anyone who has any kind of feeling about the kink community, you know, like... Pinhead says angels to some demons to others um, and you know while I think like overall story wise like there's a, a kind of uh, Buddhist approach to you know what you know brings the suffering um, what do you guys think beyond you know Barker's well publicized in you know interest in fetish community like what do you guys think is behind the choice to lean into Sort of the Tom of Finland gone berserk, you know,
4: <laughs>
1: look of the Cenobites. Like why? Why that specifically? Is it in
0: the novella?
1: Yeah, it's, it's described, described. It's described
0: pretty pretty
1: graphically how they're the the leather, the feather, they're pierced, and and I remember he he told his. Costume designer repulsive glamour was mm. what they needed to go oh, for. That's so great. But, um, yeah, the, the fact that skin and leather was actually, were actually going to be interwoven, uh, that they were one and the same with uh, what they wore. You are what you wear, <laughs> as, <laughs> as it were. Um, and, I don't know, I just wanted to know what you guys thought about, like, what was behind that specific – you know, look that, you know, up to that point had been popularized by, you know, Freddie Mercury to a certain degree um, and, you know, became sort of the look of the the threatening homosexual kind of, <laughs> you know, uh, especially in, in the age laughing, of AIDS, but, I am. Yeah. but in the age of AIDS, especially. Mm-hmm. So, like, why? I mean, is it is it Clive Barker just literally flipping the bird to a straight audience saying like, yeah, you we scare you. Great. Or yeah, is it something I else? So. I mean, I mean, yeah. Right. Like. Yeah.
2: I mean, it is super scary to people,
1: so.
0: Well, they're very unsettling. Yeah. They're so unsettling to look at. They are. (laughs) But it's also, like, again, to me, it's, like, a cross. It's, like, scary and erotic at the same time. Completely. You know, and those two things do go hand in hand. Yeah. You know, so, and also, it may just be, you know, what Clive's into. You know, people put their own kink into everything, and, like. They really
3: do. You know,
0: like. Stuff Hello? I write and do, like, I put stuff that I'm really into into it, and it's like... I was just going to ask. I was
2: like, so what would be in your Hellraiser? Oh,
0: girl. <laughs> Is that why someone sits in a cake every script write? <laughs> 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 Is that why someone's always in a jockstrap? Um, so there you go. <laughs> Jockstraps. Um, yeah. I I love... I mean,
1: Clive Barker hates the name Pinhead. He always wanted to call him Hell Priest, and oh, God. I love that. In subsequent in Scarlet Gospels, I think you Hellpriest. return to calling him Hell Priest. But uh, I love, love, love Pinhead. You know, uh, because especially in the '80s, he was such a departure from movie villains. Uh, he was so articulate mm-hmm. and so refined, and so there's such an economy and, of like, movement.
0: Calm, yeah. There's such yeah. an economy
1: of movement and grace and sort of neutral. Um, he doesn't go around trying to chop people up. He's summoned.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it was like, it's like a throwback
1: to Bella Lugosi and Dracula in the sense that there's a kind of romantic grace and panache uh, yeah. to Pinhead and his entourage. Um, well, I mean, at least... The female. I mean, I don't know about Chatterbox and and Butterball, but like they're, you know, they're actual. They got
2: some swag. I mean, no, listen,
1: listen, they've got some sartorial choices going on, and I salute it. But I think sometimes, like, the queerest thing about Hellraiser is the fact that Pinhead communicates in ways that transcend the punchline, and he's a monster for at least over the course of the first two movies, he actually feels. Um, you know, I love – Hellbound has problems in terms of story, in terms of it's – you know, Hellraiser 2 is a little <laughs> bit all over the place. But it also goes for broken ways that are just so, so repugnant and so upsetting and so terrifying. But it's also – so much of it has to do with the fact that um, all the Cenobites used to be human. And at least in the end of the film, it is about Pinhead having to reckon with the fact that he was not always this – thing mm-hmm. that was seeking out pleasure and became sort of this like, you know, merchant of pain, but rather, you know, a person who just wanted to, you know, numb numb pain, numb or find any way to escape mm-hmm. drudgery. And um I don't know, I just it, that's what I find fascinating about Hellraiser is the fact that it's it's so sympathetic to its monsters well, in terms of the first two movies anyway Hellraiser part three I think is fun, but I think <laughs> in terms of it, else. it's something else but it like but it's but in terms of like honoring sort of what Clive Barker wants to do with monsters it's trash uh in my opinion I don't know come at me but um
0: I don't know well, there's I, a way to look at. Hell priest, because I'm actually oh God, digging I'm that so much that. more than Pinhead. There's a way to look at the character <clears throat> as the most noble character in the film mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um cool, calm, collected, A. Mm-hmm. B. There's no bullshit. No. What you see is what you get. What he tells you is the truth. He, you know, he's like you said, he's like, you brought me here. Yeah. So now this is what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Like his, he, for lack of a better term, he's the only honest character really at the end of the day in the film. Yeah. Because all the adult humans. Are shitty in one form or another at one time or another, including Kirsty.
1: Maybe that's why, like Frank, initially in the novella gets like, "Okay, do you want to come or no?" Was this a mistake? Maybe you would change your mind, like, but like by the time Kirsty like rings <laughs> them, they show up. They're in that attic, and they're like, "Oh, for fuck's we sake, know. we're back for you people again." He All right. offers
0: Kirsty a deal. Well, no, no, but, but
1: Kirsty is the one who offers the deal, and he she's the it. one who barter[s] it, and that's yeah. what—that's when Kirsty actually becomes interesting to me. Right, is the fact yeah, that before then, that I'm she's like, just she like a hey, shampoo commercial,
0: like yeah. up until <laughs> this.
1: Yeah, look, God bless <laughs> Ashley Lawrence, but you know, like yeah, Kirsty is not
0: uh, is not terribly fascinating. Well, she's not fully like until you know, we love this movie, but she's not very right. She's but, not she's. You know, a, a footstool up until that Exactly. <laughs> until
1: she summons these, like, you know, Sadomasochists from Beyond the Grave, which were, was it? Was, I think that was Clive Barker's original title for the movie. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it's so, yeah. Um, but. Can we go uh, back and make all this up? <laughs> but, you know, when she willingly offers up a, 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 a trade Frank? for mm-hmm. her own, I mean, that's. <laughs> I was like, okay, wow, kirsty has mm-hmm. got a lot more going on. And she certainly has a lot more going on in, in Hellraiser 2 where, it, I don't, look, the movie's a mess because it starts out like, I have to save my daddy from hell. And by the end, she's just like, what's my, oh, my daddy, oh, right, I forgot. Well, well, like, you know, like it's <laughs> sort of, you know.
2: Anywho. I have a question for people with dads. Mm-hmm. Do, did y'all call him daddy, like, no. ever? And no. then at what age did you stop? I'm not judging. Never. But I'm just curious.
0: Zero. I'm, age I, zero. Okay. Nope. No, just
3: wondering. Yeah, but it's important to remember. No, daddy that, shame. Damn,
2: all y'all got dads. What the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had dads.
3: It's important to <laughs> yeah, remember, <we're> <laughs> like that we were all like raised male mm. and like gendered male, and that's kind of a different thing. Like oh, I, I feel like true. there's the the daddy daughter idea, mm. which is where that word tends to come in more.
2: Yeah, that makes more
0: sense in my personal experience. But like, yeah. Frank's not her dad either,
2: <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> like that's her uncle. Does she wait? Does she call her dad Daddy? I didn't notice that. Yeah. yes she does. Oh, because I'm yeah. still still stuck on Frank saying "come to Daddy." To you everyone, you are
2: stuck on Frank. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you got to see some of Frank's
1: D. Listen, Frank. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Frank is freaky and Frank's um, a freak for sure. He's yeah, super freaky and um, <laughs> a cigarette yeah, on my chest. He who
2: wants? freakier than Frank? Yeah. Nobody. nobody. Yeah,
0: puts like a Virginia Slim out on me and I'm like, that's, van- that's vanilla. That's
2: <laughs> to Frank. For that's Frank. like that's a Tuesday yeah. for yeah, Frank. Frank's like,
0: he's like, just like oh, he's like oh he's like oh I thought I literally thought you were an ashtray. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hot. I mean, I do find oh, it fascinating yeah, yeah. that Frank Frank and Larry, who's called Rory in the novella, but Rory is not as, I think, good a name to like yell out.
0: Larry's a lot. such a fucking.
2: Ugh. Fucking hate
1: Larry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, if I was Julia, I'd be getting the Brother D too. Poor Larry. <laughs> <laughs> so boring. Larry can't catch a break. I
1: think Larry is the only innocent victim in the <laughs> oh <my> story. <laughs> like, this poor sap. Oh my God. <laughs> Who has he can really pick him? Oh my oh, God, you know, Julia. This is the
2: thing, though, and this is why, if it was my movie, there wouldn't be a movie because the moment <laughs> I saw my husband walking around with a dripping bloody hand. Why are you? You just let that drip everywhere. Get the fuck out of my house. You move me into this pig pen with maggots and all this other shit, and you now you think you can walk around with like your limbs bleeding? Can we just what talk? Is wrong with you? Can we
1: talk about though? Can we talk about like the very first thing when they first arrive, the contempt that Julia is <laughs> dripping like, with, and he's like, "Please, let's just give it a chance," and she's like, face. "All right," Ooh, and she mean. puts out Ooh. a cigarette on the ground. Might as well.
4: <laughs> but like on the floor.
1: Imagine. Imagine doing that to somebody. No, I kind of love no. it. She's
0: like, brought me to this fucking no, house. for real. That is, <laughs> He's like, it's going to be great. No, that <laughs> is, Ooh, I
2: love being mean when my expectations aren't met and everybody knows <laughs> it. Okay. So, I, Ooh, I would love to put a cigarette out on the, on a nasty ass fucking
1: floor.
0: There is a good moment okay. with Frank and Brennan. <laughs> we have a clip for it. I was oh, actually going to yes. bring it up with like the men are pigs aspect of this movie. <laughs> Um, but this is actually a really, this is my favorite moment with Frank, and let's just play it really quick because I think it could lead to an, a a cute little discussion too. That your daughter? Uh huh. Got her mother's looks. Her mother's dead. Oh.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like okay, I'm with Larry there. I kind of love mm-hmm. that he's just. Oh like, yeah. Her mom's dead, Dick. Like yeah. And I love the guy just being like. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps I should move in this furniture faster. Yeah. Maybe I'll stop drinking this beer and yeah. continue moving your furniture. Did you
1: guys know that um, <clears throat> the the role of Hell Priest Pinhead, whatever I feel like we're pretentious if we call him Hell Priest, but whatever. Uh, no, we're cool. Doug yeah. Bradley and the guy who played that mover were competing yeah. over who gets to get, play the part of the mover. Oh my because, god! Because the mover want
0: to play the mover.
1: Uh, yes, <gasps> and Doug Bradley also wanted to play the mover because. They were like they were both, you know, acting. They, they were both early on in their careers, and they were like, Ugh, "I don't want to play this guy with the fucking nails in his head." Like, I have to have a real. I have to have yeah. my face visible. So a great uncastable. performance. It's a. I I think Hard it's wonderful. Yeah. I think it's a yeah. wonderful performance. He's chilling and terrifying, but and of course, it like also made his career.
0: <laughs> and, I sort of you know, love that Hell Priest is a little androgynous too. Like. Oh, completely. You know? And I love that there's little vaginas all over. Did anyone else <laughs> notice that? Like, no, on the Cenobites, they all have a vagina. Like, they literally have what looks like a vagina on some part of their body.
1: Well, I mean, you know, a female has a, a vagina neck, yes. essentially.
0: And I believe Pin Priest has one in, like, in his torso. mm mm-hmm. um, and then I started spotting them on all the Cenobites, and I had never noticed that before. I, I, not. I don't know it's, it's like a
1: Where's Waldo of vaginas.
0: Yeah, and I kind of like it's, it's just, just so, that's so fun once it's you so see them. Fun, and it's yeah. just like again, Clive Barker as a queer person himself. They're just it's just like yeah. adds to the queerness of the movie to me. Can you I, imagine
2: getting your neck fucked. Uh, okay, kind of. Michael. I mean, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I mean, imagine. Maybe I you mean, have. can
1: can yeah. you imagine? I mean, I can, like, remove. If neck. you made me, I guess. <laughs> I could. Is it
0: the side? Is it up here?
1: Um, I the Scarlet Gospels. I have not read, but I really want to read from a couple years ago, where it was his continuation of the story of Hell Priest. Wow. Oh, okay. Which is that? Um, so all the magicians in the world, there's very few left, are being murdered one by one by Hell Priest. Uh, because he wants to collect their magic for himself. Lance because
3: Burton,
1: <laughs> Chris Angel. My <laughs> <Fine laughs> freak. David Copperfield. <laughs> um, because uh, Hell Priest wants to gather all their magic so that um, he can uh, take on Lucifer in hell.
2: Damn. Oh. And oh, that's change so cool. the landscape
1: of hell. And so basically, uh, one of the surviving. Magi- I'm probably fucking up the synopsis, but I'm very excited to read it because I just haven't. I just had to go. Um, Uh, anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this has happened before. Anyway, long story short, uh, Hell Priest, but again, it's like it goes back to the idea of like Hell Priest having a purpose or a humanity. And by part three, that was just sort of abandoned. And like by part eight, he was oh like, Lord. I just I mean, like part slapping three bitches. Is and it's essentially, just like, as
0: close to like a teen slasher as you can get in a lot of ways. And it's fun, it's, it's fun. got a lot of fun, fun stuff fun. It's in it. It's got a guy with his boxer brace like up to his nipples, it's great. <laughs> oh, my God. How J.P. JP Monroe. Heads. J.P. Like, Monroe, Club and So Prairie. here for this. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. He gave so He, he... Give himself a yeast infection. Okay. Um, but, Anywho. And uh, <laughs> part, but <laughs> I, I love knowing the fact that it w- initially wanted to be Priest because there's a lot of religious imagery all over and, like, just, like, nuns walking by and, like, little statues and stuff. So that's really cool to know because, like, that's totally on purpose. That's connected to what he originally wanted to call pinhead Mm -hmm.
1: No, it's absolutely as a pre a high priest of
0: hell and speaking of the nuns can someone explain to me because every time i've watched this i've kind of had soon after seeing the nuns i've always kind of had like not confusion but maybe just like not fully understanding a why she passes out in that moment Mm -hmm. and b why she ends up in like a psych ward type of hospital like Every time I watch, it, I'm like, "What the fuck is this hospital?" Well, I mean, she's basically unharmed, but covered in
1: blood. True. So, okay, it's kind of a stretch that she'd end up
0: in a psych ward. I don't know if she's in a psych ward, but they treat in a her drunk like tank, yeah, or something, or like in the ER, getting checked to see if the blood is coming from her own body, <laughs> like. Right listen okay
1: (laughs) Hellraiser has some moments where (laughs) you ask questions like that and my response would be shh
0: you're You're gonna miss this next
4: part that's really great
0: no I just Um, I just am kind of like this time watching it I was just kind of like what is with this hospital yeah (laughs) no listen there's some even
1: Clive Barker like he's like mostly I'm not embarrassed by the movie but you know (laughs) He's, but he's very critical yeah, of his own work. But I
0: kind and, of buy it because then it kind of allows for her to like have her wall open up and mm-hmm. there be a the pathway to hell without yeah. her being interrupted because they're kind of just like, we're going to leave you over here in this corner. Yeah, listen, yeah. she had yeah. to be alone in order to have yeah. that moment. Okay. Right. Right. And
4: it also, and it le- also, <laughs>
1: and it also, it also leads to that immortal moment of like when she makes that bargaining. She bargains for, you know, for her own soul. Yes. And he's like, all right, well, if you show up, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I love it. And then we'll tear your soul apart. We'll tear your whole apart. Anyway. I love that Your whole
4: apart? Wow. <laughs> oh. yeah. I,
1: mean, I mean, you know that's what they mean.
2: I mean, and that's fine. <laughs> Hell, Hell Priest is, like, the delicious dom top I, I, like, want to be when oh. I grow up. I, I mean. You, like. Honest, frightening, like perfect.
0: Calm, <laughs> calm. There's no you float, sexy. You float.
2: You don't walk.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. that's that sounds. Good. Mrs.
0: Danvers' brother.
2: Oh, Okay, same outfit.
0: <laughs> he even Just holds about. his hands like mm-hmm. her. Oh that's true.
1: Yes. I think. I I agree. I do think Mrs. Danvers and Hell Priest <laughs> share one parent. Clearly, oh, they're like
4: I steps live, I live. Are their ah.
0: lovers separated by decades and generations? <laughs> War and wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: um, I had a uh, question. Watching it. Thank God, Mark's here. <laughs> watching it. To, <laughs> uh,
0: to bring. I.
1: Intellect what I love, what I love about Hellraiser is that you know, like like we talked about before, you know, if we're asserting, if Barker is asserting that the need for pleasure or validation leads to suffering, you know, when you watch people playing with the box, playing with the lament configuration, <laughs> and the way they touch it mm. and caress the way it, and sperms
0: fly off of it. If well, you notice that.
1: Well, once you, you know, mm. like, um, I couldn't stop thinking about iPhones. Mm. I could not stop thinking about phones. And I, I, there was a part of me when watching Hellraiser this time around where I was like, God, I mean, this movie's visionary and impression in so many ways. But at the same time, there was like, I can't think of an inanimate object that I fondle and caress <laughs> on a day to day basis more than my fucking phone that mm-hmm. I fucking hate. <laughs> and it. Always, okay. every time I go to the phone, it is in some way, shape, or form, many times for validation or mindless pleasure. And a lot of the time, it leads to fucking suffering. Or, and I. Twitter? Right. Yeah, Twitter for <laughs> Twitter. one. And I just was like, is the hellscape of social media, in a way, a kind of terrain of suffering slash pleasure that we can't differentiate? Like, there's no hooks, but. Like, I I mean, I just, I couldn't stop thinking about it this past time.
0: Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because, I mean, it kind of is. There's plenty of people, I mean, I know I've been there in the past and I actually had to take a long social media break in the past for, like, my freaking sanity. But, I mean, just go on it. You can find one or two people every single day who are clearly doing both. Like, they're deriving pressure from pleasure from it but they're also being completely affected by all the negative aspects of social media and it like clearly is hurting them doubtlessly and then they continue to go back Yeah, you know oh Um, I mean like I post something to
1: Instagram like some random like little like doodad video whatever and Uh, Some days I'll catch myself and I'll be like, why do I give a fuck? (laughs) If anybody fucking like, I'm 40 years old. (laughs) Your videos are always so funny. What the fuck is wrong with me that I fucking give a shit? (laughs) Go work, Mark. (laughs) Go, go to work. Like it, it, and it ends up
0: creating <laughs> another ringtone. An echo co-
1: <laughs> it ends up creating an echo chamber of suffering as a result, because I just end up feeling stupid. Well, and you go for the
0: like immediate pleasure, and you end up getting the pain?
1: Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I I think that hmm. we have Hellraiser film, the <laughs> your cell phone. The box, we all have the box, box. and you Mm -hmm. might be listening to this podcast via your (laughs) own Lament Configuration box. Just don't stop, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's the show.
0: (laughs) It's a name? No, it's very valid. I don't know. Nay.
2: I mean, every time I heard the box, I didn't think of a phone. (laughs) 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 What do you think of? That's just me.
1: What did you think of?
2: Uh, pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then I'm I like, look at you. Now. I want to hear you, you say. To actually derive
0: <laughs> positive pleasure from your phone. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know. Art, that's and my best. That's and, my best friend. Yeah. That's my best friend. But like you're there are uh, definitely moments of suffering. But I think you, know. you work
1: your lament configuration better than I do. Clearly, <laughs> you work it very well.
2: <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I hear you. It. I was when you were talking, I was thinking about how, like if a post doesn't do as well as something else, and it, you're like, "Oh, is it the algorithm? Is it like, did I not hashtag this? Was it like it's not a selfie? It's like a group photo, like whatever the case may be, And sometimes it can feel like, bitch, who the fuck cares? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, like pinheads standing over your yeah. shoulder going, like post you, one. you scrolled, misused scrolled. your hashtag <laughs>
2: yeah. Scroll. Scroll, but you posted <laughs> at the wrong time of day. Can we
0: now go look at dildo nightmares? Exactly. Yes, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe uh-huh. yeah, follow them. Nay. Eh?
4: Yes, I do.
0: Oh, I want to do Hellraiser yeah. voice. Oh, no likes, please. <laughs>
1: retweet if you agree (laughs) retweet like and subscribe (laughs) bummer
0: no one likes my (sighs) pins oh he totally has a pinterest Uh, (laughs) that's not what I meant but that's great (laughs) help you can find me on pinterest
1: (laughs) no but i mean i really do cute
0: suits with no socks and stuff (laughs) Uh,
1: if if as barker describes hell is if barker is presenting hell as a place where pleasure can be achieved if you're willing to go through an enormous amount of pain amount of pain if that you can transcend pain into pleasure Then I just go the the internet, like the internet. It's just (laughs) I don't
0: know. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. Is what Pinet offering any worse than like what people are already living? In a lot of ways, no. Like. Mm -hmm. You know, well, I mean,
1: you know, you, there are there's the hooks.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, so Jesus wept. So okay. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. w- oh
1: man. So the original, the original line so that Frank yeah. was going to say was "fuck off," <laughs> 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 and then I think Barker said that the actor improvised
0: it. Oh. <laughs> That's that Andrew Lawrence saying.
1: improvised it and yeah. he was, and, and it's like, you know, one of the most yeah. like, legendary moments of the book. I mean, it's just, it's I'll never forget the first crazy. time I saw it. I was like, I, okay. I don't Can know. Can we talk
0: about all the different people that played Frank essentially? Mm-hmm. Cause you had mm-hmm. the guy that played Larry played Frank and then you had Sean Chapman who played Frank mm-hmm. and then you had skinless Frank was played by another actor. And I believe there all was a fourth voice possible, <laughs> like a fourth, third or fourth, like a fourth. So essentially three people. Whose voice did they use? Good question. I Because the know. original Frank was clearly dubbed. Yeah. yeah, he was. They kept Julia
1: British because, you know, yes. evil, evil stepmother. But you like know.
0: Steve was dubbed too. Uh, <laughs> Kirsty's boyfriend. Is that his name? I was calling yes. him Chip. I don't remember. <laughs> what. Chip. But I couldn't. At the end, it felt like the guy, Larry, what's that actor's name? Andrew Lawrence, yes, that was playing Frank at the end. I believe oh, yeah. that sounded like I. I I'm just I'm curious because it's such card, an yeah. interesting thing that like three di- different actors Andrew essentially played one character. Andrew Robinson, the Why same.
1: Am I him? It's Ashley Lawrence. Ashley Andrew Lawrence. Robinson. My bad. There's
0: one voice throughout the 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 movie, right? Um, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I mean, question I ask. <sighs> But, like, the first time, like, watching it, the first time Sean Chapman's version of Frank started speaking, I had to rewind it, like, five or six times. So I'm like, is there something wrong I mean, with my, like, audio sync going
1: on I think you know? I think you can look at the different versions of Frank, uh, versions of the different number of actors or voices or, like, personas that Frank takes on throughout the film in the first and second one is that um, – you know there barker is interested in our shadow selves and sort of you know the 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 face we present to the world like for julia the face she presents to her husband and the face she presents to her stepdaughter is vastly different from the one she hides and shows to frank right. and the one she hides and shows to uh the 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 you know sort of blood bags that she picks up if they are That she picks up at the airport. I always think of it as an airport bar.
2: (laughs) Where she hammers them.
0: She hammers them. Back in the 80s when people would literally go hang out at the airport. Bar? For sure. They would, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Sexy. Honey, you want to go grab a drink <laughs> no. at the airport? Sexy at the Hojo. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can watch the American <laughs> Airlines flights take off while we sip a martini. Mm, foreplay. Got
2: back when you could like, go to the gate without yeah. a ticket. When I
0: was in high school, I used to get high and go to like the <laughs> observation deck at the airport and just watch planes take off. And just be like, <laughs> 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 for For like, hours with my friends.
4: That sounds
2: bomb. Isn't that amazing?
0: And <laughs> then something happened Like when I got into college and like, I could not handle weed at all. Like Mm -hmm. I would just freak the fuck out.
1: Yeah. Sounds like
2: the wrong strain, but that's okay. No, that stayed with me. It
0: stayed with (laughs) me until I got sober. It It stayed with me until I got sober. Mm. So, anyway. Understandable. Yeah. High plane watching. Give it a shot.
1: Well, I don't know, guys. I love this movie so much. Yep. It's dirty. It pushes all of my nuclear family run amuck. Absolutely. And um when i was a little kid it made me feel just sexy and dirty the it makes blood look looks and- so
4: hot
0: like uh, yeah. i love the dripping blood and the blood that he rubs on her face is just so sexy and like the blood in the iv bag how it like shoots up to
1: use to use Ugh, that like, much blood give me it. in in a mainstream film in 1987 especially as a a gay auteur at that time is I, a statement. Absolutely, yeah. that is it's a like, statement.
0: I'm going to take like one of the things you're fucking terrified of and just mm-hmm. confront you with it. Uh, you for know, for ninety minutes. Uh, those make you confront it.
1: listeners who who listen to Fright Night. Uh, our episode on Fright Night uh, certainly got you know like a real rundown of a lot of uh, AIDS-related stats from 1985, and by 1987, not a whole lot had fucking changed I in terms of the way the
0: culture approached uh, uh, one AIDS and HIV. Can make you change. The way you look at a movie because like until Brian came in, mm-hmm. I would thought about it, but never like never that much Ugh. like what you're talking about. Right Brian now. was disappointed in that.
1: And, you know, but it's interesting to bring up in context of Hellraiser, too, uh, in terms of, you know, the, the constant use of blood and the constant use of uh, the way. You know, if you know about the lament configuration box, if you know about this version of hell, it's like a contamination. It is like a disease. You can't let it go. Once Julia knows, she can't unknow it. And suddenly she's spreading this sort of right. death and destruction around herself. Uh, but it was – Brian, the next, the day after uh, – the, we recorded the pod. He was like, oh, I'm so mad. And I was like, why? And he was like, I wanted to talk about bug chasing. The That's idea of says. bug chasing in Fright Night. And it's interesting to think about it in terms of Hellraiser as well. Um, you know, the way people – you know, Frank is – I mean, the, the people who find the box, they seek it out because – they've they think they've gone to the limits they think they've experienced everything there is to experience and all they feel now is numbness or a kind of sort of anomie for like for day-to-day life they want to go to the far reaches of exploratory scientism and you know there's it's it's interesting to look at that in in the context especially of like i think conservative america at the time certainly looked at aids as something that you sought out mm-hmm. And you you deserved it. Yeah, you got same it. Same you got it because you sought it out, because you went and did well, those Well, you got it. Things. A lot of people in the yeah. time, too,
0: thought you got it because of God's given it to you because of what you chose on. Right. Like, you didn't even seek it out. You were given it yeah. because you deserved to be yeah. handed it. Right.
1: You know? So it's, it's, um, it's interesting the way Hellraiser – And,
3: that's and to a, to a degree, day, right? you know,
1: Fright Night you know, it turns, it turns those ideas –
0: on their head they came bit. out in the same year. Eighty-seven. Uh, Friday Night was eighty-five. Was it eighty-five? Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm thinking of Nightmare Three. <laughs> um. Oh, Nightmare Three. I know. Oh, so, so good. Great. <laughs> it's so, good. so does it get a Pride float? Hellraiser. Yeah. Uh, both. It gets it a gets whole a leather weekend. Yeah. It, Eighty-seven yeah, and exactly. 2019. It gets a whole. Yeah. It gets a leather week, pride. It gets a leather pride in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one in Germany. And oh. It's, it is,
1: it is the IML of horror films and oh, um, I want to go to
0: Germany <laughs> Wear leather,
1: but in mm-hmm. dungeon or like a big factory. I, listen, people in Berlin know how to live. All right. Let's put it that way. Just cigar
0: smoke everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <woo>! well, <laughs> <laughs> it's so hot. Yeah, my God. It is
2: actually really hot here.
0: <laughs> pride float. Nay. can you describe the pride float?
2: I mean, <laughs> it kind of looks like uh, so, I mean, uh, I guess the float, you know, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it. I had thought about Hidden vaginas like, everywhere. Hidden? Yeah, like <laughs> really? they're
0: there, really. but Surprise. you have, to, you have yeah. to find them. You know, kind of like so cover like, throughout uh, the movie. Like Like Easter eggs. Float? Mm-hmm. Vagina, the vagina people hunt. People are
2: invited to come look for the yeah, vaginas. Yeah, like the
0: hidden vaginas in the.
2: Like an Easter egg hunt. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it floats made of leather oh, and I'm on it is um, it just me or does Julia's hair get bigger with every murder she Absolutely. oh yeah I'm Her like are,
2: is the blood feeding you too mm-hmm. god, god damn it I, it's yeah. a perfect she
0: movie. he mm-hmm. drinks the blood and she eats the hair <laughs> <laughs> it's just like gross teasing it out <laughs> Bigger, like, higher girl higher. loves her white rain uh, yeah I mean she
2: feeling herself by the second kill yeah. she's like I'm gonna put on this beautiful she's like, white finally it has happened to me right in front of my face <laughs> and I just like, cannot hide it <laughs> <Yeah>. finally
1: you <laughs> come along <laughs> the way I mean, about the I don't know the words uh, <sighs> if you only knew the man I killed just for you. All right. Then anyway. <laughs> it. Um. Well, what would what I mean? What would the float be? I mean, basically the I, attic.
0: I, I hell. Just a hell on earth float. Chains. I mean, chains and hooks, and, and someone chains? suspended. Yeah, someone, someone yes. Suspended. Yes. with consent. Yes. Suspended. Yes. From the hook. Consensual suspension. Yes.
2: Um. And then you know.
0: There's a like and eight
2: thousand parties. And
0: everyone's throwing blood at them. <laughs> <laughs> <just> Sorry, I'm <laughs>
3: just imagining the um being suspended like pink in during one of her concerts, oh like God. on the ribbons. <laughs> yeah.
0: Samezies, but chains in your skin. Yeah, but exactly. we're right. yeah <laughs> we're talking about like a fetish <laughs> night <nine> suspension. <laughs> Nipples just, like all whole all other, other.
1: Why not both? I mean, I mean, pink. If, if doing <laughs> a
0: ribbon, well, if
1: pink's, pink in if the middle. pink
0: consent. She could be the one. <laughs> I mean? Listen. She's <laughs> love her. Yeah,
2: the gays would show up for that. Oh,
0: for sure. fuck yeah. Oh my god, did you hear Pink's into suspension? <laughs> the, the white gays. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yeah. Pink is into suspension, we have to throw fake blood on her. I imagine. <laughs> Anyhow, um, and she's singing. I'm coming out, so you better get this party started. <laughs> right, so I, think, I, think we've reached, I think we've hit a wall. We've cleared. I'm, I'm tired. tired. We've, I'm tired. tired. Um, we've
3: hit a wall. iTunes used to make these like essentials playlists, and there was like a queer pride one, and that song was on it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if this is a gay song. But yeah. I'll take well, it. Well, this
0: playlist would be called Hell Priest. Sure. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell Priest. All right. Well, Hell priest. anyone else? No. no. Ernie, you good? Oh, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> well, gang.
2: Yeah, love y'all.
0: Love y'all. Love y'all lots. Where can we find we you? <laughs>
1: you? Where can oh, yeah. we find you on social media, <laughs> Nay? <Ne? laughs>
2: uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Black
3: Cupcake. Yeah. How about you, Brennan? Oh, oh, I'm so surprised. Um, <laughs> Threw you for a loop. You did. Um, well, you can find the show on Instagram and Twitter at Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Brands, But you can also find me... As of the day that this airs, yesterday, a new episode of Horror Queers is out, and I'm on that episode talking about Cherry Falls. Oh, I movie. Bloody movie. I really love that movie. Also, tomorrow, I'm on an episode of the Geek Trivia Podcast, Geek KO Trivia-ing the guys on the Leprechaun franchise.
0: So check both of those out. times. Cherry Falls is a great movie. I just bought that um, Blu-ray. It was a blast. And I got the Valentine Blu-ray, too. I said, fuck it.
3: Uh, To to
0: David Boreanaz. (laughs) Yeah, he's a terrible actor anyway. Uh, Mark, where can we find you? Uh, I asked him to have (laughs) shoulders,
3: not to act.
1: (laughs) Uh, You can find me on Instagram, at Senior Teen, but social media, as I stated before, is a hellscape of pain and suffering, so... Um, I'm suddenly rethinking my entire
0: approach. So yeah, give Mart's Instagram account a look and you can find me <laughs> on Twitter at Michael don't Ken Ken. Don't feed,
1: my, <laughs> don't feed my late blooming addiction.
2: Feed God. mine. <laughs> yeah, it mine. That's fine.
1: Well, yeah, Nate
0: is an Instagram genius. Oh, uh, you really are. You know. Mart, she's that's really good. Sweet. I don't <laughs> have an Instagram account, but I literally will like, <laughs> WW.
2: it's on the desktop.
0: <laughs> I do. And w-
2: to watch my Instagram stories. <laughs> I like, won't
0: it scroll. I won't it scroll. Anyway, yeah. thanks for joining us again. Mm-hmm. We love you. Yeah, we do. We'll tear
4: you
1: all <laughs> apart. We'll <tear> you apart. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: If you agree.
1: If you consent. Yes. If you consent.
0: Consensual tearing apart only. <laughs>
1: yeah. that's, uh, that's why I love the sound bites in
2: because they were like, <laughs> 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 <laughs>